Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of Lakeshore and Limbo, an improvised occult noir story told using tabletop role-playing game rules. Since it's our first episode, I want to break that down and let you know what to expect. If you've never heard of a tabletop role-playing game before, it's a storytelling game where one player describes the story's world and the rest of the players play the protagonists and decide what they want to do. If they want to do something that might fail, in this game, the roll a six-sided die. The six possible results are yes, yes, and something else good happens, yes, but something bad happens, no, no, but something good happens, and no, and something else bad happens. Depending on their chances, they might roll more than one die and get to take the best one, or they might have to take the worst one. They've also each got mysterious powers, but they have to spend their precious poker chips to use them, and they can only get their chips back by doing stuff we think is cool. Okay, that's it for the rules. Lakeshore and Limbo is a story about Vincent Melody, a detective with a suspicious resemblance to a golden age Hollywood film star, played by C.J. Torr, his crotchety alchemist partner, Abe Cohen, played by Nathan Kaplan, and a young woman with a criminal past who also used to be a cat, played by Tina Arfey, and it's narrated by me, James Harvey Freely. And now... The sun sets over the second city. Graves yawn and shadows stretch as the night comes awake. And you're on a strange corner of Chicago where mysteries gather. At Lakeshore and Limbo. As the rattle of the brown line subsides over the dark streets of Lincoln Square, we hear shouting from a storefront. The mailbox by this door says Reynolds Dry Cleaning, but the scrap of paper taped over it proudly announces Melody Investigations. The shout comes again. Inside Melody Investigations, we see the kind of detective office one might construct had one only seen them in black and white films, and a man being literally chased around it by a levitating bright red and white final notice letter. He repeatedly swats it away as an unseen hand tries to force it into his face. CJ, what does this man swatting away this magically flying final notice look like? You are looking at Vincent Melody, gentleman detective. Vincent is dressed in a very fine suit, black with a shirt that gives a pop of color. He also has a tie with a gold tie pin. He walks around with a silver walking stick. As he is kind of moving to and fro, he is also making sure to fix his hair and his very thin mustache, which he will stroke to make his final point. (laughs) The invoice is shaken in your face again by this unseen hand. I know, all right. I just, uh, I'm, I'm saying maybe if we write them a kindly letter informing them that we absolutely promise to eventually pay it, they will see the solution doesn't have to be so harsh as the red letters they imply. The drawer to your desk is pulled open by this unseen hand and a bunch more final notice for electrical bills, water bills, a cable bill that has long since been cut off are all just thrown about by an angry unseen body. Alerted by the noise, a young woman wakes up from sleeping in a sunbeam on the couch. Tina, who are we looking at? 
We are looking at Sassy. She quickly brushes the gray hair out of her face um, that follows the tabby pattern that was her fur when she was a cat. Um, now, turned to a human, she still finds it difficult to deal with, deal with sudden noise. She hops up, but then seeing all the papers shaking in the air, swats at them and tries to grab them only to have them pulled away at the last second. <laughs> and tidied up neatly and sort of peevishly on the desk by these unseen hands. How do we want to bring Abe into the scene? Oh, he's reading and like at the desk, just like reading a trashy romance okay. novel. <laughs> so, so, all right. Sitting at the desk as these papers are tidied up in front of him is an old man who looks disdainfully down at the pile and then disdainfully up at the woman batting at them. What does this character look like, Nathan? Uh, you're looking at Abe Cohen. Uh, he is a elderly man, kind of looks like a discount Mandy Patinkin, with a pince-nez, which are the little glasses that rest on your nose. Oh, are they similar to a pince-nez? Yep, they sure are. In fact, <laughs> that's how you say it. James taught me that. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> not well enough. Not well enough. Uh, and he is wearing sweatpants and a cardigan, and he looks up at the commotion and goes, hey, would you guys mind quieting down? We're getting to the good part where Fabio's really getting into uh, uh, Jessica Dietzel. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just having a bit of disagreement with our office manager. Now, Frank, I understand that we have many late notices, but I'm sure a case will come any day now. Uh, Frank puts down the notice, and Sassy immediately loses interest in it and goes back to the window. <laughs> now, um, Frank, I, I do appreciate you taking such care, but we don't all have infinite free time as you do, for we are not tethered to this mortal coil by some unfinished business which you still will not share with us. All you will share is your complaints about the way I run a detective agency. Hey, don't give Frank any guff, okay? He's doing his best, right, guy? Frank knocks once for yes. <laughs> See? He's doing his best. Suddenly, there's another knock. In fact, a pounding on the door. It's as though somebody is almost kicking the door. In fact, a black boot comes bursting through the place where the doorknob used to be as the door slammed back. A figure barrels into the office in full bomb squad gear. He rips off his helmet, and you see Detective Lucas Sampson. His face is wrinkled as though he spent his whole career trying to shut his eyes tight against things he shouldn't have seen. Unfortunately for you, he seems to be holding just such a thing now. A jewelry box, playing fleur-de-lis with increasing slowness. At the sound of the door, Sassy leaps up onto the highest bookshelf and says, What the? Why? Vince, Abe, uh, kid, I, I need your help here. I've got a real bad one. Good to see you, too. How's it going? It's not good. We found a, what, I don't know what you want to call it, an artifact. This seems to be your kind of specialty, and... I think we're running out of time. My God, man. And with that, Vincent goes to the desk and like sweeps off the entirety of the contents <laughs> for just melodramatic effect. Also because uh, he had gotten a very ugly mug from Abe and was looking for just an excuse to break it. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> the mug and my romance novel. There's no time. What's the problem, man? We found this in what uh, that house up in Lincoln Park, the one, you know, where... Uh, there had been several incidents. We found it in the attic, and when we got there, the entire place was covered in blood. Wait, the Widow Merriweather's house? The Widow Merriweather's house, yeah. I told you not to go there without us. Well, somebody made a call from inside the house. 
guess that's where our phones are. I know. Look, when we got there, this was in the attic. The key was in it. And one of our rookies tried the key and it started playing the song, but it's getting slower. And the area around it was a complete bloodbath when we found it. I think when this goes off, something bad is going to happen. Fine. Bring it over. Let me see it. He dashes over to the desk and slams it down. Uh, Abe would like to check it out, see if there's any like arcane stuff coming off of it. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and make a roll for that. I'm going to give you two because you have knowledge of arcane things. That is a yes and. Yeah, it is a yes and. All right, so not only do you notice arcane symbols on it, but you recognize them. Uh, it is a warding symbol and a containing symbol, and they're written in Russian, uh, Cyrillic, I believe. Okay, so this is warding something And so Vincent walks over and grabs the detective. He's like, thank you so much for bringing us to your attention. And he starts wor- working his way to the door. We'll have this wrapped up in no time. Leave an address for where we can drop it off. Police station, right? I don't know why I asked for an address. All right, out you go. Uh, he's uh, Detective Lucas. Uh, Detective Lucas Samson is standing in the hall. He goes, "I feel like I have a duty to be," and then the door is slammed in his face. You are saying it's Warden something, mm, something contained within the box, perhaps. Probably that's my guess. Uh, Vincent is going to use his attention to detail to uh-huh. see if there are any like what he's looking for is like scratches along the edge of the lid, as if something has crawled its way out. Oh, interesting. Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna... uh, Best one I got was yes, but uh, yeah. Actually, oh god, <laughs> yes, but Vincent punches his microphone <laughs> into the next county. They want to be on the stupid show anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you do actually see scratches in the wood uh, as you lean down with you uh, pull out your detective uh, kit and you find you get your little pair of tweezers there and you start looking f- for fine detail. You notice that there are long scratches as though somebody has dragged a rigid cord. Uh, several times over the <clears throat> sorry someone has dragged a rigid cord several times over the lip of the box as though something were just being dragged into the box but as you poke at the box you realize that your little tiny tweezers aren't making any impressions in what should be soft wood mm. Mm. Um, sassy climbs down finally from the bookcase <laughs> and um well i would so i I wonder, as far as my cat-like powers go. Sorry, separate side note question. Please. Um, so I'm if sorry, I were to, I would I have to expend? Oh, are you okay? Are you dying? Yeah. We're we gonna take take him to the san- sanitarium. <laughs> <laughs> to the sanitarium. <laughs> He's mad, I tell you. Um, Your so cat-like powers. My cat-like powers. Like, if I were to, like, can I sniff this and store it without spending points? Yeah, that's cool. You mean like you? are building up a memory bank of sense. I like that. Yes, you okay. absolutely can. Okay. So Sassy finally climbs down from the bookcase tentatively. Um, she approaches this box and um, sniffs it, rubs her face on it just to let everyone know it's hers now. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the rules. I don't – we agreed to the office thing. She's claimed a lot of stuff yeah, in this office My that way. My smell is on it. It's mine. <laughs> Um, and um, tries to really take in the way that it smells. Uh, Vincent walks over to the bar and pours himself a drink as we're pondering this out, and he says, from the looks of the scratches, we may not have to worry so much about something crawling out, but maybe something pulling us in. (sighs) 
the music is getting slower and slower, and you can see that the key is revolving in the lock. Abe wants to just, like, see if he can stop the key from turning. <laughs> you want to try to stop the key? Okay, yeah. go ahead and see if you can stop the key. Roll. Oh, that's a yes. That's a yes. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Abe is able to stop the key from turning in the lock. Uh, the music stops, but Abe is stuck there holding the key. I can't do this forever. All right. Well, <laughs> we got some time now. And so Vincent, like, stretches out across the, like, sitting couch and really does a good thinking face. <laughs> it kind of seems crazy to me that there was an entire police force and nobody thought to do this. <laughs> uh, the key is like uh, digging into your thumb. It really wants to be able to turn. Mm. Oh, God. Uh, can, I, can I think about any ways to like stop it or reverse it or anything like that? That I. Uh, yeah. Well, like, what would you do? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I would try and turn the key the opposite way. Okay, for sure. That's a yes. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> so the, uh, you start hearing Fleur Elise played backwards. Uh, and, Does it reveal a message? <laughs> uh, no. It, uh, yeah, Fleur Elise played backwards says praise Satan. Oh. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, and as you do, uh, the box opens up. And inside, you see a slumped over tiny wooden ballerina where her hands in, there are fingers that are extremely long and seem to be made of uh, thin strips of leather. Inside of the box, instead of jewelry, are tiny little limbs that seem to be made of real flesh and bone. Sassy takes one of the limbs in her mouth and runs, <laughs> <laughs> runs into the corner. <laughs> I'm gonna definitely not want to be holding on to this when it when it goes off. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Hold on. Let's 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 let's. Take stock of what we have here. We have some sort of, you said, oh, should we assume that he shared his information with us? Yeah, you oh, guys yeah. can see Yeah, okay. Happened. So he sh we have some sort of Russian incantation over a German composition. Mm -hmm. uh, Florida Lease released about, what, 1850, somewhere around there? So do you have any reference points for any kind of mm, Russian spirits, demons, 1850 to early 1900s, maybe? Do I? You might. That is yes, but. Uh, double. Oh, it's a double yes, it's but. It's a double yes, but. Uh, in fact, you do have knowledge of this demon, and it's an incredibly powerful one. Uh, Nathan, what would you name this demon? Uh, since it is Russian, uh -huh. it's going to be called uh, the Putan. The Putan? What yeah. does that mean? Uh, it means, like, horribly... Well, I mean, it's a joke on Putin, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a but, funny way oh, to <laughs> Timely. <laughs> Take that. Putin. <laughs> but Got him. Yeah, this will really show him. It opens my eyes. In the made-up Russian, it means bringer of limbs. Ooh, the bringer of limbs. Yes. Uh, and since it, since you rolled a double, you actually know how to deal with this. This tiny ballerina uh, is a mechanical creation created about in the 1800s, one of the first automatons, but it was cursed uh, when this demon entered into it. That There was a whole thing with the family and a long line of, you know, prophecy and the whole thing, but now this thing has wandered around the world collecting limbs for some unknown purpose. But you actually... Uh, uh, no an incantation to stop it, but it's going to be very dangerous. Okay, so this is the Putan. It is not a good situation. I might know how to deal with it, but I don't feel great about doing it because it might hurt everyone around us right now. The entire office could explode. 
Oh. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> really buried the lead there. All right. Uh, well, uh, I mean, better this office than... Well, should we go into like an open field or... I don't think we have that much time. Plus, it's kind of gloomy out. You know, it's not a good field day. <laughs> um... I mean, I feel pretty confident in in my ability to maybe withstand this blast. All right. But is it uh, in that case? Is it an incantation that needs help, or could we just kind of shuffle off the buffalo? No, I think you guys can go ahead and shuffle away. <laughs> can we go to PetSmart? We can go to PetSmart. Suddenly, the key one more time this week. Way, suddenly, the key rips its way out of his hand and begins turning incredibly quickly. Uh, it's now or never. Uh, yes, I hold on. Let me think. Abe touches like any metal that's around uh-huh. and makes his body metal. Okay. And yells, get out of here. And then starts the incantation. What do you guys do? I mean, I'm going to listen to the man. Yeah, would you guys go, go ahead take smart. off? Nice day trip to PetSmart. I... <laughs> no, we, we go immediately outside the door. All right. You guys dive into the hall and slam what's left of the door after the detective kicked it. Abe, it's on you. He's going to try to cast the spell. Two. Two. Great. Oh, oh no! <laughs> wow. Uh, that is a flat out a no. no. <laughs> All right. A, no. Uh, a begins to mutter the incantation that would seal this demon for another thousand years. However, in his nervousness, he trips up over some of the syllables and a torrent of blood comes gushing out of the box, just washing the office in a complete paint of red and suddenly from that paint of red you can hear mechanical whirring and clicking as wooden pieces begin to assemble themselves growing larger and larger as something with long leathery fingers claws its way out of the box and towards Abe. As this is happening Abe just in his metal form just starts like smashing the box and smashing the thing trying to like really just do it and yelling the whole time didn't work it didn't work <laughs> oh what do you guys do how's it going in there Abe? bad it's bad should we come back in probably uh, or <laughs> unless you don't unless you want to keep all your limbs then stay out yeah we come back yeah. in <laughs> all right the uh the two other detectives dive back in and find the entire place covered in blood and a ballerina made entirely out of wood clawing its way across the floor in jerky motions towards Abe. Its leather fingers moving almost like uh, almost like slugs. They claw out in front of her and she drags herself forward and then she claws in front and drags herself forward as they sort of flick back just like moving like uh, creatures with no spine. Abe is smashing this. <laughs> All right. Uh, Abe, you're al- you have alchemical powers. Uh, so would you consider your uh, body to be magic at this point? Yeah. All right. In that case, the wooden box is actually being smashed. It's coming apart. And you notice that there is a long spring uh, leading back to it. There's also a tiny mirror inside. And you can see a woman's face looking out of it. I crash the mirror. I break the mirror. <laughs> uh, go ahead. See if you break the mirror. This is going to be a roll. I'm gonna With give my you two. Form. Yeah, I'm gonna give you two because you got your metal form. Ooh. That is a no butt. Uh, you don't manage to break the mirror. In fact, your hand goes through the mirror mm-hmm. and you grab onto the fle- the uh, flesh of this woman's shoulder, and she looks startled. <laughs> I try and pull her out. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, 
as you try and pull her out, her face smacks against the mirror. Uh, your hand comes back through, but sh- you can see her eyes roll back into her head, and she collapses out of sight, and the doll falls lifeless to the floor and slowly recedes back into the box, and it closes, and the key falls out of the lock. Exactly as planned. Uh-huh. Wow, you had to call us back in, did you? We are halfway on our way to PetSmart. Well, <laughs> sorry about that, but it did seem like it was going to chop my body off. Uh, Vincent is walking very carefully to the desk, trying to find the few spots on the floor that are not covered in blood so his shoes don't get too messed up. Uh-huh. Um, and as he works his way over to there, uh, I imagine you re- recount how you... Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, uh, Abe does embellish it to make it seem like he knew what he was doing the whole time. Uh-huh. That, like he messed up the incantation, but knew to like to like knock the the lady in the mirror unconscious. Ah, yes, very savvy. Well, yes, well thank done. You, thank yeah, you. Yeah. And then he gives a look at Sassy like. Yeah, Why no. does he think knocking a lady unconscious is the way to go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why'd you do that, yeah. Nathan Kaplan? <laughs> Nathan Kaplan, please explain your pro knocking out ladies. Really stand, stand by uh, this. <laughs> you know what? I'm 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 gonna stand. I'm gonna stand by it. That's how you, that's how you do it. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Great. Uh, speaking of knocking, there is another knock at the door. Sassy once again jumps to the top of the bookshelf, but it's bloody, so she slips. <laughs> <laughs> falls into the blood and rolls around in it. And then jumps up and runs under the couch. Um, Abe needs to. Abe drops his metal form. Okay, yeah, you suddenly recede back. Uh, the What kind of metal were you? Uh, I think I grabbed, like, a metal paperweight, so, like, a... Yeah, what are paperweights? Like, probably of? stainless steel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So the stainless steel sort of recedes like a tide from your head down to your toes, vanishing beneath your collar until it can't be seen anymore. Uh, there is a tentative rapping at what's left of the door, and in the doorway stand two figures. Both seem to be in their forties, but that's where the similarities end. The woman is dressed as though she expects to need to catch a flight to the rainforest at any moment, but the only bags she's packing are the tired half-moons under her eyes. The man is dressed sharp enough to draw blood, and in fact, he seems distraught by the fact that his shoes are now covered in the stuff. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. Have we arrived at a, uh, a unpropitious moment? I, uh, the woman says, what the hell is happening in here? Some unpropitious stuff. <laughs> was there an accident? What What's going on? No, apparently it was all done on purpose, according to this man. Yep. Do I need to call the police? Now, darling, I don't think... No, there's clearly been a murder here. What's going on? Well, if the corpus delecti, if there was... What? <laughs> there's no body Is here. Is that Latin for a delectable corpse? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, there's no body here. There's no murder. There's just swath of this Halloween blood that we're preparing. Halloween blood. Yes, if mm. we're we're really festive into the the season, even though it's months away. We're trying different formulas. I would avoid getting on your feet, though. This way, yes, rather I should say. Uh, are you sure this is fake blood? And he, uh, the man, uh, the fashionable-looking man, looks over at, at Sassy, who is. Well, how are you responding to the blood being in, technically an animal? Um, 
Well, I think I'm licking it. <laughs> so she's licking it off the back of her hand and running her hand through the back of her hair. <laughs> if it's not, it's it's fake. See? Mmm, yummy. Uh, yes. Corn syrup. Darling, perhaps we'd better go. These no, please, please. Uh, let us get to a chair. And Can uh, I take your coats? Vincent goes oh. and gets two folding chairs from the next room and, like, undoes them so they're clean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the man and the woman sit down in front of the desk, handing uh, Sassy their coats. As Sassy takes their coats to the does. coat rack, <laughs> she's going to rifle through them for goodies. Uh, yeah, actually, Sassy, as you rifle in the pockets, you find a wallet for the man, uh, and you find also a, a really industrial kind of wallet for the woman. All her stuff is in this kind of, uh, I would call it like, uh, almost tactical wallet, the kind of stuff you would, you know, it's waterproof, it's mm-hmm. rainproof. Uh, it looks like it could take a beating. Uh, what you also find is a small silver pin, and it is in the shape of a tombstone, and it has a barcode on it. Mm, I'm gonna pocket that. Okay. Is there money or ID cards? Not like, not like government ID, but like location specific Yeah, cards. yeah. Uh, one of them has an Art Institute ID in it, and it says Arlo Adolphus. The other one has a uh, Northwestern uh, sort of purple card that identifies them as a member of the Northwestern University community, uh, and it says Amanda Adolphus on it, PhD. Okay. I'm going to take those. Um, is there money? Uh, there is, yes. I'm going to also take that. Okay. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you managed to lift about 130 bucks from them. Um, yeah. So um, Vincent uh, is going to try and use some detective skills uh, like this, and I'm going to cheat a little knowing this. But uh, one thing that Vincent is very good at attention to details, especially like fashion and style. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I would like to roll for is to notice their wedding rings and to see if they are oh. of the same style that they are married to each other. Very good. Um, that they might be a part of a set. You don't even have to roll for that. That's absolutely the case. They okay. are, uh, these are definitely a married couple. Okay. Uh, not brother and sister. <laughs> uh, just, just anything else observation wise can I roll for to see if I can notice anything about their appearance or clothes that might, you know, as you said, she is dressed for exploration. He is dressed to the nines. Is there anything that those stands out about their outfits that does not make them like those stereotypes? Yeah, uh, go for it. Yeah, for all this woman's sort of practicality, uh, it, all her clothes are sort of wrinkled. It looks almost as though she has either been sleeping in them or not sleeping much at all. The man looks slightly more well put together, but there is a bulge at the elbow of his uh, th- yeah <laughs> at the elbow of his uh, slim cut blazer uh, mm-hmm. on his left arm. It's sort of bulging uh, in sort of the crook of his arm. Mm-hmm. Okay. While this is happening, Abe picks up the box. And I'm sure there's a file cabinet where, like, he keeps magical stuff, throws it in the file cabinet, uh, and then picks up all the pieces of the mug that was broken uh-huh. and takes it over to the couch and starts to try and, like, glue them back together. Okay, fair enough. I want to be very clear that the mug is, like, world's coolest boss, and it's like a dog in sunglasses, like, hanging over a cubicle. <laughs> And it's just like, as you said, like, Vincent made the office look very, like, old-timey fashion detective, and that's why, like, it really stands out (laughs) and why it needed to be destroyed. (laughs) It was like, that's got to go the second he got it. Fantastic. Um, Yeah. So the woman looks at you and says, I, this is going to sound strange, but we have a 
case, and we heard through a contact at the police department that you handle unusual things, and I'm not necessarily comfortable revealing the details until I know you're qualified to handle unusual circumstances. Oh, ma'am, I don't know what kind of resume you're expecting, but I can tell you that we come with an open mind that no other detective agency would possibly offer you. We believe our clients to every regard, and any tale you tell us will be treated with the absolute sincerity and respect it deserves. What my wife is trying to say is, do you do magic? Well, I mean, I'm a little rusty, but I have a completely normal deck of cards here. Not (laughs) that kind of magic. She, look, we are in something of a dire situation, and we are very vulnerable, and we would appreciate it if you could perhaps show us some display of uh, otherworldly powers that we might know that we can reveal this to you. Fine. And so, Vincent, he did such a good job stopping the ghost by himself. <laughs> Goes over and grabs all the shattered pieces. He's like, look, a completely broken mug. Or waves his hand over it and completely fixes it. Oh, oh you can use all of your points to... <laughs> That's a three-point spell. <laughs> he, has the, he has the ability to... Uh, Vince has the ability to fix things, but it costs all of his points. Uh, the man and the woman seem completely flabbergasted. The man especially, his jaw is just hanging down. Uh, the woman recovers herself a little bit more quickly, nods, sniffs, and goes, Very well, I suppose I can trust you with the details of our situation. Absolutely. They do not call me the world's coolest boss for nothing. I do think for fixing the world's coolest boss mug, <laughs> CJ does deserve a say. few <laughs> points back. You can get thing. one of your points Yay. back. Even uh, if we both nominate One you. at a time. <laughs> one at a time. Um, so, the woman says, I lost a piece of jewelry which is very important to me. Last month at a dinner party with my husband, Arlo, hello, his longtime patron, uh, I started feeling sick and I decided I needed to go home. I was feeling faint. Um, And I remember uh, his wife walked me to the car and I, that's the last thing I remember. And when I woke up at home, my necklace was missing. It's important because it prevents... You have to understand, each each woman in my family has had this necklace, and it prevents us from changing at the full moon, mm. which mm. is... Tomorrow. Oh boy, you're a werewolf. Yeah. Okay. Oh okay. man. Right. Oh boy. That's discretion for you. All right. My wife, her family has a deep-held belief. It is not a belief. Each girl child in my family grew up without a mother because the necklace had to be passed down. It's never happened to me because I've always worn the necklace. So, with the full moon coming tomorrow, we're desperate. May I smell your neck? What? I would like to smell your neck. Uh, go Is ahead it? and go ahead and roll and see how that strikes her. <laughs> Just She's, one. You're still retongued. Look at how cute I am. I'm going <laughs> to say that's a negative too. Oh, 
Don't you have a silver tongue, though? I oh, you do. do. Yeah. We're, okay, fine. Can I smell your neck comes off especially smooth. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and roll. I've never known that line. One. That <laughs> One. Yeah. Ooh. Damn it. That's a no but, I believe? No, it's just, no, it's a, just no. a straight up no. A no. Uh, she recoils as you lean in to try to smell her neck. Um, very sorry. We, as you know, with these unusual cases, we have unusual ways of gathering evidence. But what I ascertain is that it's of the utmost importance that we retrieve your necklace. Yes. Abe, Abe wants to like go through any books that he's read about werewolves or any anything that he's like heard through the grapevine about werewolves and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, you have heard rumors of things that can keep werewolves from changing, but they're supposed to be really, really powerful. Uh, it's not a normal thing to find one. So this necklace would have to be extremely old. Uh, you can make a roll to see if you know what it would look like from maybe a picture in one of your grimoires. What about just like even how werewolves work? I mean, obviously full moon, but mm-hmm. like do they turn back into humans at the end of the full moon? Yeah, go ahead and roll, roll for that. Oh, yeah, good one. Yes, and. Oh, hell yeah, that's a yes, and. Yep. Okay, so you know that, yes, werewolves turn into, uh, humans can turn into werewolves at the full moon. Uh, when they awaken, they have complete amnesia of what happened when they were a werewolf. Uh, anything that the werewolf consumes while it's a werewolf uh, is completely digested by the time that it turns back into a human, except for silver. Mm. Gotcha. Um. Well, absolutely. Vincent gets up and went to, like, you know, kind of move, just close the distance. I, he was behind the desk, and now he's closing distance. Mm-hmm. But he's also going to do something. He's going to move over to the husband and say, I understand, and I appreciate you coming down while I see you. You're not completely convinced of the tale. It shows a lot of support, and good on you. And when he does that, he wants to, like, grab him by both arms. Like Ow! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, low tender right there? Yeah! <laughs> he says you squeeze again. <laughs> Oh, yeah. did you hurt yourself? No. If you must know, uh, he takes off his jacket and rolls up his sleeve, and you can see that there's a bandage and a big piece of uh, gauze right there. We had been considering something like a transfusion for my wife, uh, a, perhaps a full blood transfusion. So I've been going and getting my blood taken to possibly stop this problem she's worried about with my yes and would i know if that would work in any sort of way uh as far as like i mean it's a curse right let's see some other things you know about werewolves uh you this wouldn't work this yeah. uh this is wishful thinking on his part uh and it's too bad because this arm is friggin' yeah. mangled it's so bruised he's been getting blood drawn for like he's been getting a lot of blood taken out of it so abe just goes Nope, wouldn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Dumb idea. Sorry. Uh, He looks very disappointed, uh, and he sort of rubs his arm. All right. Well, I think this is a simple enough case. Now, if you just have a a picture of what the necklace looks like, and it was a a ball of iron. Oh, word picture. Thank you. Yes. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, actually, she does. Uh, she does have a picture of her. Yeah, she it. does. She does produce a picture of herself uh, from. Uh, it's actually uh, she goes over to her coat uh, and digs around <laughs> looking for her wallet. Her wallet's still in there. Okay. All right. All right. What'd, you, what'd you take? I took her. Well, I don't know how much of the money was in her wallet. Uh, you just took the money. I took the money, and was the silver pin was hers? Yeah. I also took that. <laughs> okay. She pulls out a card and she hands it to Sassy. Sassy, there's 
something else under the card. She's handed you something. Her ID is there, that Northwestern ID. Mm -hmm. There's another piece of paper underneath the card. Oh, I'm I'm going to tuck it in a little bit. Okay, <laughs> where are you tucking it? Um, into my my sort of like front pants area. Uh huh. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Very natural. Very natural. Um, but I'm gonna. <laughs> it looks really really good. I'm very mm -hmm. graceful. Um, and I'm going to like look at the card that she gave me. Okay. Uh, it's her, and she's wearing basically a ball of iron on a chain. Can we keep this? Uh, no, I need that to get into work. Can I give it back to you later? I. You look so pretty in it. We I, have to get this with in twenty four hours. I mean, I what suppose good is it if we don't? Fair enough. Uh, and she she nods, um, and then she looks at you, sassy, <laughs> and tries to see if you've like registered that she's given you something, but she can't tell just looking at you. I just kind of give her like a little a little smirk. Okay, and she <laughs> like she registers that. Uh, and I'd also like to ask her. Mm -hmm. um, the you said a woman you got into a car with a woman oh yes uh the artist uh the artist's wife uh madame derager she walked me to my car uh, she i she was going to drive me home and that's the last i remember and so you just remember getting into the car did she get in the car with you i i think she was going she was going to drive me home she put me in the back seat and that's all i remember and what does she look like oh she has sort of a platinum sort of a silver bowl cut uh she changes it sort of periodically um she mostly wears big sunglasses and uh honestly she's more of a creature of of fashion than of any static stable look mm -hmm. so have you seen her since do you know whereabouts she no goes? no they're the fa the artist Derriger and madame Derriger, they're they're in telluride they're going to be opening up one of the artist's exhibitions uh, soon, I think next week, and they're in Telluride relaxing before they open it up at her gallery. So uh, they're not in town, you're saying? No, no, the house is closed up. But she looked she looked everywhere before, uh, uh, before, I'm sorry. She looked for it. We, I talked to her on the phone. Are you okay? I'm just so tired. A lot of nights. What? <laughs> I was doing a joke about you being a werewolf. Didn't land. That's fine. Stick and move. <laughs> Am I allowed to take points away from it? <laughs> uh, to if be fair, my up. flaw is off-putting. Okay. Fair. Um, would you like to freshen up in the bathroom? Uh, she looks at you uh, and nods, and she goes, "Would you? do you mind walking with me? Of course. Uh, showing me where it is. Uh, they walk off to the bathroom. Uh, we're going to go and follow them. Mm -hmm. They shut the door unseen uh frank just sort of like moves back up against the wall he was in here <laughs> he's very <laughs> uncomfortable uh because you've shut the door and frank being a poltergeist is beholden to physical space <laughs> he's just like can't get out and he's he's having a this is a nightmare for him uh because gonna, he's very modest oh i'm gonna reach down into my pants now <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh frank's frank it would be sweating bullets <laughs> if you were alive <laughs> and i'm gonna look at what what she gave me it is a scrap of paper and hastily scrawled on it says, I think I've already killed. Please talk to me. Thanks so much for listening. 
If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. Your review helps other people find our show. Sassy is played by Tina Arfey. You can see Tina in Matt Damon Improv at the Annoyance Theater, or find her on Twitter at Tina Has Tweets. Vincent is played by CJ Tour. CJ is a writer for Jackbox Games and a performer with Second City Theatricals. You can catch him in Hitch Cocktails at the Annoyance and on Twitter at CJ Tour. Abe was played by Nathan Kaplan. Check out his work at NathanKaplan.com or on Twitter at Nathan Kaplan. Everyone else was played by me, James Harvey Freely. You can find me on Twitter at Slouchy the Lion. This work is based on Foo, the freeform universal RPG, found at http colon forward slash forward slash nathanrussell.net slash foo by Nathan Russell and licensed for our use under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported license. This episode was recorded at the I.O. Theater. The I.O. Theater is home to Chicago's best improv comedy with shows seven nights a week. They offer classes in improv, writing, and more. Visit ioimprov.com for a full schedule. Our music was created by John Monteverde. You can find his work at www.johnmonteverde.com. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.